0: Our guest this week is going to be Maria, the Scottish Priestess. But just before I invite her on to the podcast, I'll just start by saying in this series at the moment, we are exploring the themes of the Major Arcana and how they come out in our daily lives. And it's been a brilliant series so far. It's been the best excuse to connect to so many phenomenal people within the tarot space, within the healing space that I just wouldn't have had or be able to brought to you if it wasn't for the podcast. So I'm just over the moon to have this space, this ability to chat about the Major Arcana. And today's episode is going to be about the star archetype. So that's why I've invited Maria to join us because I've been really drawn to her page, to her space as a healer. And just a wee brief introduction about this star card. It is about hope. It is about faith, healing, renewal as well, and being vulnerable to show up as your true authentic self. And when you show up as your true authentic self, as this star, as this bright light, you inspire others to do the same as well star and the star also comes after the tower card so after we've had some upheaval and the path has been the path has been cleared so that we can so that we can invite in this healing energy because that's how the light gets in sometimes we need to be broken open to inspire to initiate that change. Oh I've got Maria I'll invite you on. Hi Maria how are you? Hi I'm good how are you? i'm amazing it's so nice to be connecting with you i know and so
1: you get me straight out of a healing session i've just had a healing session myself for the last two and a half hours so i'm all oily (laughs) all
0: spaced out and that's kind of the energy that i'm bringing today that's amazing (laughs) you can just see the glow you're just so so relaxed ready to just flow through the the podcast yeah what type of healing (laughs) what type of healing did
1: you have it was actually one of my clients so I run a yearly training school online called druidess where I train women up in loads of different skill sets of the priestess and Karen was one of my druidesses last year so she's also trained in loads of different holistic therapies as well so she came through to me today to deliver a whole bunch of different magic reflexology based um but also weaving in a lot of other things so yeah I went on a bit of a journey during the treatment there I was up all night with my son my littlest son so I started the day absolutely exhausted to the point where my husband are like right we're going straight back to bed we can't function but I've had that healing it's totally mellowed me out but zoned me out so whatever comes out my mouth it's not going to be coming from up here it'll be coming from somewhere
0: else <laughs> <laughs> just channeling it through just letting it letting it come out um so yeah I find I've been so attracted towards your page This just energy that you emit from from Instagram I think Instagram's this wonderful portal to connect with other people and seeing it in its brightest form we all know what what other side is there however that's not what we're talking about today and it's been I just love seeing your stories you share so much and have so much to give and I was like I know who I'd love to invite (laughs) on for this start episode of the podcast, I was like, I wanted to reach out and ask. So thank you so much
1: for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you for saying that. That means a lot. Uh, like yeah. you said, yes, yeah, social media, Instagram is amazing for connecting, for finding your people, especially people who've felt quite outcasted or black sheep, like their whole lives. and, then the louder you share who you actually are on pages like, like, or forums like Instagram, the quicker you can find the people that resonate with you too. And so, yeah, it's a beautiful
0: thing in that way. It really is. I thought we'd start off with a bit of an introduction so you can share <laughs> with the listeners who you are, the amazing work that you're doing and the magic you bring to the world.
1: Oh, thank you. Um, so I'm Maria Anderson. Where do I begin in my introduction? People say, what do you do? And I sometimes think, well, there's so many different things. How do I piece it into one definition? Because it changes all the time. Um, I'll simplify it into home life first perhaps. I'm a mom of three. My kids are nine, eight and three. Um, I'm a wife. I have three chickens. I have two kittens. So by definition, I'm definitely mother energy. Um, that is probably the way that I began my healing journey and moving into selfless service probably through motherhood because before that I wasn't in that headspace at all but these days my whole life everything I do is about that mother vibe so that I think transforms and and, uh, continues itself into my work that energy of of being devoted of the caring, of the selfless service. Um, but these days, because I've burned out early on in my journey, I've learned how to be of selfless service, but not sacrificing yourself in the process. Um, because I think a lot of the ways that the mother archetype as a thing is understood is that more sacrificial martyrdom type motherhood. So I did that to begin with. And I learned the really hard way that that wasn't sustainable. So my whole journey of what I do started with my journey from birth, from motherhood, from the burnout, from everything in between. So my first birth with my first son, now nearly 10 years ago, was quite traumatic. And so it made me go and train as an antenatal educator, train as a doula. And I spent many, many years working in that field until I got to the point where three babies then, actually my focus had shifted quite a bit. And it was more about my own journey as a mum, my anxiety, um, my exhaustion, putting myself last, like all these kind of things. And I realized I can't keep this going. So I then trained into other things. I always find that once I've hit a kind of done point with everything that I do, there's always something next to expand into, or at least that's what I've always found and so i then moved into holistic therapies trained in everything i could find trained in soul-based coaching spent last year in a year-long priestess initiation as well and this year what i'm also studying is i've signed up with lila martin to do her tantric sex love and relationship coaching program as well mm-hmm. the skill set is pretty vast in terms of things i've learned but how i use them and what i do with them all whether it's my mother's skills, whether it's my musician skills, whether it's um, just my creative skills or whatever it is, I pull it all together always based on what do I need in that moment that's serving to me. And at the same time, what am I feeling from people that they want to create as well? And I missed a huge part of my story, which was the massive psychic awakening when I had my third son, um, when I had Noah three years ago, around that time, my mediumship had started to really switch on and after that point, it never went off. So I have been reborn and redefined so many times now that I'm trying to catch up how to explain what I am or where I am at this point. I think to summarize, I'm a priestess, I'm a healer. I have a studio here in Balfron where I do in-person work. I do cacao ceremonies, I do retreats. I have a massive global online business as well where I train other women to do the same thing. And really my passion is about as healers, finding our way to heal ourselves first and put ourselves at the centre of everything first. Learning to, it's not selfishness because it's really redefining what the word selfish is to women. It's about taking it back, taking power back, um, protecting the sacredness and skills that we've got to give for people in a way that we get really wealth conscious, we get really aware of our boundaries, you know, all these pieces. Um, I train other people to do the work that I do and I also do my work with people as well so I do a bit of everything and it's always changing always evolving but always with the theme of basically what I want to be
0: doing now because I think that's super important. And it's amazing that it does evolve over that time and I'm in awe that you have this family and you're running this thriving business you show up on Instagram like every single day. Which is phenomenal. Why do you think um, you had your psychic awakening with your third child Noah? Is there any Mm. reason particularly or just coincidental?
1: (laughs) I think it was always there for sure, like definitely. I think before I had Noah, without understanding what it was, without understanding about psychic protection or anything like that, without understanding about the soothing of my own nervous system, that mediumship had turned into what I felt like at the time was some sort of massive mental health disorder, mm. and so my whole life before that, I mean, I, I had a connection to spirit as a, a kid. I was doing ceremonies and, and mediumship as a child, but as I grew up, I just thought, well, that's just silly, and that's just you're just daft what you're doing. <laughs> and as I got older, in teenage years, I was told you're bipolar, um, you know, this is not these voices in your head are not real you know we can medicate blah 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 and it was about the time I had Noah I'd done so much healing on my own nervous system because with Adam and Coco (laughs) try to summarize this I was raised in domestic violence so my body was carrying a lot of physical trauma and then going straight from that into motherhood without any healing and without any understanding or processing of any of that Basically, all those psychic gifts just got transformed into I was attracting the wrong things. I was attracting Mm. kind of scary energies and I was hallucinating and it was a really, really bad space. But I just presumed it was a mental health concern when before I had I moved into the holistic business of learning reflexology, learning all the body work. What that did for me, even as a practitioner, was it soothed my nervous system in a way that had never been soothed before. And I have huge belief that those of us that are psychically gifted, which I think all women are, I think all humans probably are, to be totally honest, I think it's our natural state, I think we are pulled away from those gifts because our bodies are so overloaded in trauma or adrenaline or whatever that creates this shield and cocoons our energetic body so that we can actually tap into the ether we can't actually even feel into that because it doesn't feel safe to be so sensitive and we start to wall up and if we're stored in adrenaline if we're stored in trauma and stuff like that in the body um we're just not available for we're shielded up um the survival mechanisms are at play and i think largely then the more lizard brain starts to take over we're really to be for me in my mind Psychicness is an embodiment. I don't believe that it comes from the headspace. I think we channel it in through our bodies. So I think until we actually develop a proper relationship with our bodies, we find it quite hard to tap in. So when it comes to Noah, by that point, he was my second home birth as well. Um, I totally healed and really, really shifted a lot of that over the years of training and teaching that. But I think I'd healed so much of my nervous system and I was doing a lot of healings on people that by the time he was born, it was just like, boom, you've removed this film. But more importantly, I was breastfeeding him and I didn't breastfeed the first two, but I breastfed Noah for two years. And so I teach this theory that basically oxytocin is the key component to us tapping into our psychic skill because the more oxytocin and feel good hormones we have to counteract any of the stress ones, the better that wall can come down and we can connect in and we can radiate out and everything's softer and fluid and more available we can you know what I mean um so that really helped although I was quite scared when I had him and had so much oxytocin because he just fed all the time um how much I was able to tap into so it wasn't just a sense of it was physical tingles they were a new part it was hearing those sentences. It was seeing people right in front of me. It was it was the whole wow. show, and there was no one to turn to. We were in Falkirk at the time, and there was there was other holistic therapists, but they were teaching like massage or whatever. I'm like, who do I speak to about the fact that I'm seeing this? They're going through this. Um, do I have postnatal depression? Is this a mental health thing again? Like, what is actually going on? But the more that I worked with clients and passed on what I was hearing and having immense accuracy, did I turn around to my mum one day and said, this is real, this is real, I'm seeing things, I'm hearing things, so there's no other way I could know them. So she did some investigation and she dug into my paternal... Um, mother line and she found out that my great granny was also a medium but it was all hidden because of catholicism and like rejection of it and so nobody would ever spoken about it before um, so me reclaiming this practicing it getting louder when i first came out it was a huge self-initiation to even publicly online be like um by the way I can hear spirits and by the way this is what I do especially when everyone even my family was like you can't do that that was huge and then since then it's just been built on and built on and built on and yeah but nowadays since I stopped feeding I now teach that to access the oxytocin we can do through self-pleasure we can do through sex we can do through other ways it's all about building your life based on pleasure because that in turn opens up your psychic skill
0: Who doesn't want more pleasure in their life? (laughs) Exactly. Well, most people apparently, but yeah. I know, why are we living this way? I'm trying to personally invite more pleasure and, you know, make a life that is more relaxing because most of the time we just go about life as we do, as we see other people that have done. And I've heard many times from whether it's mum, dad, it's just like, this is just the way things are. And I'm like, (laughs) no, no, it's not. But... And saying that, I know what you mean with, even with me saying that I'm a tarot reader, it's just, okay, Hannah's doing this thing. We just don't talk about it. Now when we are at a family gathering and somebody says, oh, so what are what are you doing, Hannah? And I'm like, oh, I'm a tarot reader. Mum and dad just are quiet or they like walk away, not in like a rejection way, but like maybe this is a phase, you know, <laughs> maybe it'll go away, <laughs> but um, enough about me.
1: I was just gonna what- say before you run away from you, the thing that you'll always find is the more comfortable you become in the ownership of your own titles eventually everyone comes to you for that skill like mm. event- they'll be like what what crystals and tarot and whatever and then every part of your family gets together oh by the way can you do my reading or you know it always comes back to that eventually yeah
0: yeah and it, it was especially at first working through that like oh <laughs> the judgment is like well some people they uh, they're not into that thing or perhaps they're not believing at that time and that's fine and I accept that in other people but when it's like family and friends and not just strangers at first it's like ooh. <laughs> well what well, is this new space but as I've been growing and being more confident and just putting myself forward even starting my Instagram back in October was like a huge a huge leap and then building yeah. building on from there and it's just amazing at at how my intuition is just coming forward. I'm living more in flow, very much on theme with the star energy, being in that flow and healing myself through as well. Because I've gone through a couple of spiritual awakenings and I'm still kind of going through one just now. So I'm excited to get to the other end of the darker space to see what healing will be there. Because often that's when the star archetype comes to us. It's after a time that we've been broken open (laughs) to get to let more light in. (laughs)
1: So interesting that you chose to ask me to do this now because I've personally been going through a proper breaking apart for the last three weeks. Um so it's just really interesting that you said that right now because I've been feeling that so much. And for me this bit so in the, the priestess lineages, a lot of people are conflicted between how you become a priestess and there are many people that are like you'll have to learn from a direct lineage you have to learn from your elders there are people that will say life initiates you there's lots of different like conflict in that uh, whole environment for me I really personally believe that life initiates us no matter what we choose to define ourselves with as our title and the title will change all the time but life initiates us so that those darker nights of the soul those broken apart pieces like they never go (laughs) I don't want to like scare you with that but they never actually complete themselves they are non-linear and just when you think you've gone through something sometimes you can wake up in a day and feel as if you've been put back 10 years and the mindset's completely not where you built it up to and you're like what's this coming through for I think those moments though are moments to remind you of probably where the people that you're going to serve are at so you can relate better so i believe that sometimes it's not even ours but we're being pulled back to be like now that you've done so much healing and you're maybe forgetting what it feels like let me help you to embody the people the person you once you once were so that the people that you serve you know you can proper connect them where they are um i sometimes as bad as a thing
0: yeah now that you've said that it's funny because it's like oh from i thought i'd like i'd expanded i'm this new confident version of myself i moved down south for a while felt like i just was like oh it's me i feel like so great in my soul and then recently i i can still show up in things but i'm not as confident or courageous if i was to compare myself to past versions of me and i'm like oh hey i thought we'd been through this already i thought we healed this part <laughs> and it's like hello again i'm very at peace with with it now and moving at my own pace personally it's to make me slow down and and um, more many other gorgeous things but that's so true and i like the way that you you said that as well because often the first instinct is like oh i failed or i've you know why are why are we back here but there's just something more to learn or perhaps to relate as well to to people we are, learn, we are working with
1: learn and relate but also i notice if i am suddenly moving into a new level in terms of even financially what i'm choosing to create for myself or if i'm about to put out a new program a lot of the time i get put through the mill by source to receive the content in in an embodied way. So that's why I was saying, I think that psychicness comes through the body. For example, I channel into spirit by tapping into the moment my daughter was born. I have to go into that sensation, my body, to really, really plug in. Um, But I notice a lot of the content that I get for my posts, like you said, I post often um, and I, I share often. I notice that most of it I'm being delivered I'm the messenger I'm being delivered in an embodied way what's going on for other people what I can create for um through experience so I, I very rarely go you know oh, i failed or I'm back when I was or take it too personally I'll quite often be like right what's going on is, is this yeah. mine? is mine this is not mine is there content here most of the time there is
0: yeah yeah It's amazing it's so phenomenal that's interesting then so that what's the connection um to your daughter in that place to be able to to tap in I'd love to know more about Mm -hmm. that space
1: so I think the moment that she was born um the way that I like to tap in is by feeling into feelings of love love self-love confidence capability I think all those things come to mind when I think of Coco's birth Uh, with my first son it was a hospital one it was forceps I was massively disempowered I was really young I was 24 and I didn't know what I was doing I was scared to make a noise you know so I was just really really disempowered and so when it came to Coco's birth I'd spent so much time educating myself builds up my confidence and my belief and, and everything That that moment that i connect to is the very moment so if this is graphic for anybody watching the very moment that i had her at home and i put my hands down i could feel her head between my legs that's the moment i go to to connect in with spirit because well many reasons to me that moment is when you're most connected to the divine you know you're literally the portal between one place and another when this life's literally coming out of your body. Oh, yeah. Um but it's that deep, deep love and it was the moment for me in my life that I recognised I could do things because before that I never believed I could do anything. I was very, very little girl. I was very much leaning on other masculine figures to provide me with a sense of being able to do things. And the moment Coco arrived, she's a Leo and she's very like that and determined anyway it connected me to this other part of myself I'd never seen before that was capable, that could do things, um, you know, that was, that was able to do it. And ever since then, anything I've ever done, i would reminded myself, well, you know what, you went through this, you made these people, <laughs> you did that by yourself. When you actually mean to, you can do whatever you want to. And I think that's the energy that I tap into. And I think that's our natural whole state. I think that is our natural state, knowing, our wholeness knowing our capability knowing how much love we are made of and so i think that's just a really important moment for me when i realized that for the first time um because before that i was fractured i didn't i didn't get
0: it mm-hmm. wow thank you so much for sharing that. so so amazing and it is this like <laughs> i i don't have any children myself i'd love to in the future but when i read lots of different texts that are about the divine feminine and when we speak about these especially empowered births and birth being this portal and being able to connect as you said to the divine I'm so fascinated I'm like oh Mm. (laughs) isn't that I'm sure it's a whole journey of of highs and lows and these things um yeah and children but it's just there's so many
1: different ways to go on your path and I used to be so sort of envious because I never thought I would have children. I never thought I'd be like a housewife. I always had full intentions to be in the jungle, like building schools, like doing all the stuff, doing all the proper retreats in Bali. Like for me, I thought that would be my life. And then at 24, I got pregnant totally unexpectedly to my best friend. And it was like, oh my God, okay, here we go. This is what we're doing then. And (laughs) we've just built on that as a path that we never expected. But just in the moment before that happened for us, I just learned about the power of creating your own reality. I'd literally bought my very first book. It was called "End the Struggle and Dan- Dance with Life." This is when I was going through like major depression, and I remember reading this book like, "Oh, I can choose this stuff. I actually get to choose what's going on here." So why much isn't that? You know, having this moment of. I want better now, I want everything to be better. And then boom, it was like, within about a week I was pregnant and then everything changed from that moment onwards. Um, so there's many different paths to spirituality. And I think whatever one you're in, a lot of us look at the other ways and go, oh, I wish I'd been able to do that. Um, but I think all of them are just as valid and all have their own place. And it's all exactly what we're all meant to have for this lifetime and mine was completely unexpected I never resonated with children <laughs> I used to yeah I really didn't connect with them all my friends were like oh look at the kids and I'd be like yeah whatever I just I wasn't maternal at all until I became a mum and it happened so early that now you know I just even if Ross and I go to a wedding we end up sat at the kids table with everyone else's kids <laughs> It like, just become that so much <laughs> Um, And there's different ways to go on your spiritual path. For some people, it is learning through direct lineages. It is literally being in the jungle with the shamans. It's it's actually going out there in, in the world and doing it that way. But I think it's just as valid to recognize you can have this deeply spiritual journey in your own house, with your own family, because what I find with our kids is that it's like this cocoon of mirrors of like all your best parts all your worst parts all your family worst parts all the lineage stuff all the ancestry stuff all cocooned in this big sort of boiling pressure pot and so actually you can rapidly do quite a lot of ascension at home because of how intense it can be and how much alchemy you need to master super fast um yeah there's just loads of different ways to connect in Um, I would say in terms of like how I'm able to show up so much online and things and turn out so much content and things, I can do so because I have hardly any time. Before I had children, I had so much time and I never really used it. Because I think when you have too much time, you almost (laughs) just take for granted. that Oh, you know, I'll do it the next day. When I have too much time, even like today, um, my kids are at school and nursery, I end up just somehow, time runs away and I get nothing done when they're around and everyone needs me or even the cats and the hens need me or like everybody needs me I'm able to turn out so much it's crazy because I think you then just take whatever little bit you have and you make use of it it's like a resourcefulness with time when you don't have very much you just learn how to use it better um so yeah that's my secret to showing up and also when your business and your work is your own medicine then you it is the thing that you want to do when you get that five minutes or whatever
0: that's so true so that's that's my advice to get busy have three kids three hens and two cats
1: (laughs) you don't need to do it that way you don't need to do it that way but definitely fill
0: your life with as much chaos as possible yeah, when you're doing more, that is the thing, isn't it? I can't remember the the exact expression, but you're meant to ask like a busy man to do or a busy person to do something for you, not somebody that <laughs> that doesn't because they can fit everything everything in. And Maria, what was it that drew you towards the sacred feminine and know how to work with women? Was that because of the the priestess way? And then I think holding? lots and many
1: many different reasons. But to be honest, it's just been almost chosen for me since the way I, what I was born into and the way I was raised so like I mentioned earlier I was raised in a violent household um where I naturally became a better protector to my mum very young and so that's been locked in for me since I was a very small child so that defending of women women's rights you know it's just inbuilt because of my direct experience and so always I've always. Um, I've just always been drawn that way. My degree was in English Lit. And even when I was doing that, you know, my dissertation was always on women's absent voices. Like, where are the way I was just always drawn to, like, why are women not speaking? And I think maybe because I was so silenced as a kid, of, like, we don't tell anyone what's going on or whatever, I rebelled against that by basically doing the complete opposite of what I was told to do. And I just had to speak out. Because I think when you live through a real direct embodied experience of of women being repressed it makes you whenever you see any version of that anywhere just want to fight it and be like no <laughs> no, no way and I think that's probably why I'm so vocal and open with my own stories that I've come from a, a generation of generation of women who have been silenced and so I'm all about the sharing whether that's through voice or writing or our work of what we've got to say, And I think all the injustices that I saw and the coercion that I saw in the whole woman's health inside side uh, the health industry when it came to birth as well. And even the work I did as a holistic therapist listened to how many women would repeat to me over and over and over that they were exhausted. They were anxious. They were really low. They'd lost all libido. Um, they did everything for everybody but themselves. Basically all my work is done because I've listened for my whole life, to women, I listen really carefully, and I hear the same thing repeated to me over and over and over again, and it gets me to the point of sometimes real frustration. But also, I don't know. I think it's just direct witnessing of how much the conditioning and stuff is keeping people away from living their lives for themselves. So for me, it wasn't like um like it wasn't as airy fairy really as like oh, I want to be a priestess and this is a path. It wasn't as uh sort of spiritually defined as that it was more just like this is what my life has taught me and this is what I want changed because of the human beings I've met and the stories I've seen them go go through as well as my own story and for me the sexual piece is part of that too I connected with the womb I understand the womb is a huge part of our psychic skill like I've said um I believe our bleeds are hugely important for that not just for healing ourselves but also for healing the collective I believe we do do this all together and I just think we are living in a life in a society in a world that doesn't understand the power of what women's bodies can actually do and instead focuses so much on what they look like or focuses so much on how to control them to fit into a pattern of like Fit in the nine to five and whatever that we just totally dismiss how magical women are and mm-hmm. there's so many reasons that have brought me to that point but it's all been direct sort of life experience of witnessing it and even as a doula the amount of stuff that I've watched of women being robbed of their power and women being coerced into things they don't want to do like I've watched it so much and it gets me so furious that yeah my path is one built on fury <laughs>
0: yeah and built on fury honestly see since the past few years I've been awakened to it by learning more about feminism and I've been so drawn towards my own cycle it started off because I have it's technically undiagnosed but pretty much PMDD so towards the end of my cycle I'm depressed I'm anxious I'm horrible to be around I don't know what's going on can barely survive sometimes like every third cycle roundabout it's like catastrophic like still really bad so I'm in therapy and I'm helping with that sometimes are better than others but this made me realize I noticed the patterns and I was like okay there's something here I think it's in relation to my menstrual cycle and I haven't stopped since then so a few years ago researching about it reading lots of books on it and I think it's just I cannot believe But this is like, it feels like it's a secret. I'm like, why aren't we taught these things? And well, you kind of know why it's to stop us tapping into power and all these things. But why aren't we taught these things in school? Most people don't even know, like, they have how long their cycle is. Do you know? It's like, I remember being told in school, it's a month. So I was like, what's wrong with me? Because I'm waiting on the 2nd of February to get, you know, to get my period. I'm like, where is it? And then it's not coming in the third. So I thought I was a regular when really, I just have a long ass, long ass cycle. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like exploding from there. But yeah, um, yeah, it's so fascinating. I'd love to know more about how you can, or like how you empower other women to work with their bodies and their womb space. Yeah, definitely. You, you
1: reminded me of something major there. Another reason of like the why. Um, I was similar to you, I had the, the same. I was absolutely very, 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 very depressed before I bled and, and for the majority of my life until I became a mom, I would even self-harm. It was that bad, it was really bad. Um, and I would go to the doctor and say, Is there any links to this and my contraceptive pill that I'm on? Because I feel like it definitely makes it worse. And they'd be like, No, no, it's just your bipolar, like, don't, just take antidepressants, yada yada. And I'd say, But if, when I come off it for that week, I feel loads better. No, 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 no. So I went on for like six years. Wow, that time, was, like,
0: years. six
1: years! I thought I was losing my mind like I couldn't decide what I liked I kept dumping people and breaking up with people because I was like I love you I hate you I love you like I just mm-hmm. couldn't form any sort of understanding or anything or even trust my own brain and um, it turns out the pill that I was on which some of you might have known called Dinette was created for acne treatment but at the time, when I eventually went to another doctor, because he'd been given it for repeat repeat prescription without checking in, uh, another doctor said to me, Maria, your max meant to be on this for six months. And I was like, I have been on this for six years. And they're like, we discontinue it because many women have actually taken their lives on this. Um,
0: oh, and so for goodness.
1: me, got big tingles in my head. For me, that was the moment oh, I never goodness. took contraceptive um, medicine ever again. Um, I'm so sorry
0: you had to go through that.
1: That's such... But, But so many other women have gone through the same thing. And this is what I hear, whether it's somebody coming for reflexology or in retreats or just people talking to me is this thing like, oh, when I'm on this thing, I feel crazy. And I'm like, I even flung a knife at my husband. And I'm like, that's not normal, you know, but we are expected to just keep doing that because we feel like there's no choice between not being pregnant. It's like, get pregnant, not get pregnant or sacrifice your mental health as as a piece. So that was the reason why for me, I went into menstrual learning really in the first place, um, because I even find whenever I give birth, the first thing they do is to hand you a leaflet of contraception Within about forty minutes of having a baby, you get given a leaflet. And I'm every time I'm like, just remove that from my sight, like what? Um and even in some situations when you've given birth, they'll try and actually put an implant or whatever in as you've given birth and it's just <laughs> when you understand what a process it takes for the hormones to restore back to where they need to be after nine months to grow in a human like it's wild but anyway so we're going to tangent it again I like honestly really so, so
0: much shock and i'm also just so angry at the world that we are not sat down and told of the side effects of the pill the implant all these different things like i'm, I'm just
1: and better oh, exist better exists but they will not release it on the market because i think it's more expensive to produce or whatever so there is something better but mm. women are not prioritized enough to actually just you know invest in it it's just crazy so we're we're only actually, half the world you know <laughs> only half the freaking population <laughs> more than that but yeah and our wombs being the answer for actually healing a lot of the collective pain and trauma like they really should be given a bit more um Attention and and care. <laughs> so, I learned that way from just appointment after appointment. I ended up with growths on my cervix a few years ago. They were like precancerous, stage four precancerous, and um, was told I had HPV and all this kind of stuff. So at that time, I've been going to the doctor with loads of pain after I had the kids, and my doctor, who was a guy, was like, "Why are you not on the pill? That will fix it." And I'm like, "I don't want to." really destroys my brain kind of thing and so he put me on these pills that would reduce bleeding but they spaced me out i remember teaching a baby class i used to teach baby massage and yoga and i used to to sing everyone's names i remember taking one of these pills and looking around the room and i could hardly see anyone i was so spaced out and i basically got to the point of like this isn't worth it there has to be another way and that's why i started to get reflexology for myself and then training it to help other women that's that's how I really got into that but now working with thousands of women seeing the patterns hearing the repeated things I started to recognize okay so treatments are great they're amazing everyone should totally have them but alongside that it's not enough because unless the life setup's going to radically change these treatments are not going to resolve it they're just going to keep having the same stuff have their treatment once a month feel great a couple of weeks in feel terrible again you know it's It wasn't enough, so this is why I started to create courses and uh, trainings and like online stuff, because I recognize really this problem's bigger than just getting your feet rubbed. This problem's bigger than just not taking your pill. This is about the dynamic of how women live their lives based on pleasing everyone but themselves, never listening to their bodies, not trusting their intuition. It's the huge disconnect from the body, from their own inner knowing, like, everything uh what they know they're here to do in birth in the world and create for the world the creative visions their businesses that they could be tapping into if they're connected in with their bodies and their ability to see stuff it was like just so much bigger and so that's why i've now made it my whole life's work to tackle all of this stuff everything we're talking about in one way which is just basically to help women Break apart their lives and learn how to put themselves first. In terms of getting to that point in the cycle where you feel really bad or even really low, really depressed, I view the cycle like this. So, I view on the way from the bleed up towards ovulation, we rise up in this sort of masculine energy, where it's like we kind of build up our ego in that that rising as well. We kind of like we build a sense of who we are in the world, how we fit in, etc., etc., and we kind of feel like we don't even have needs at that point because we're just kind of like not really fast. Then we get to the ovulation point and then the descent down the way towards the blade. Now, I believe that's feminine energy we step into on the way back down. And as we, on the way back down, what we're actually doing is breaking apart and killing that ego to death, the whole way down, the whole way down. And this is why you'll find after ovulation, if you're not in the building up phase, building up a life that actually puts you first, if you've not done enough of that, you're gonna hear your inner critic, you're gonna hear all that stuff on the descent down really loud, basically like giving you a really fucking hard time. But it's not to give you a hard time to take you away from yourself or make you feel bad. Actually, you can learn to listen to that as, ooh, there's stuff I need to edit here. Like she's saying this thing about me, do I actually believe that? Where have I not allowed myself to be supported on that incline? Why does it feel so hard on the descent? It's usually because on the incline, we're not putting enough in place to support ourselves and not putting enough in place to actually take care of ourselves. So then we feel that on the way back down because mm-hmm. that ego that we use to be accepted in the world and whatever, it's crumbling apart on the descent down towards the bleed. And um, closer and closer to our soul as we move down towards the blade. And it's the cycle we go through every single so we have this opportunity to basically reinvent who you are
0: every single month and yeah that is amazing (laughs) it's amazing for me the times that i don't completely fall apart i'm still finding my own vibe with it all because i'll think it's like sorted or, or or fixed because i've had two cyclones and because my cycles are like 40 days that's like 80 days it's a long time so then when i'm coming To the next cycle I'm oblivious to it and then I get swiped off my feet and I can't do like I can barely do anything concentrate can only do the bare minimum and it's one of the reasons why I knew and I was going to have to get on my the path I'm on anyway but it was like my extra push as you said nine to fives are not suited to women's bodies they're (laughs) not they're really actually damaging to us I don't know how some women have done it for like 20 years have no idea i could barely do it for like i can count on one hand how long i was in corporate yeah, life two for two years two oh. years in the corporate world and i was gone you just, <laughs> i just i just, I just you can't Oh, i just couldn't stay within that loop it was just not doable for me at all or whatsoever and then that was my final push to be in the path i'm on just now so i can Rest when I need rest. Whereas in the corporate world, it's like we don't trust that you can, gosh, most companies don't trust you to work at home or some company, company I was working with. Barely trust that. Never mind being able to take time off to bleed. Like, honestly, I dream of a world where if women are working for companies etc that you're allowed to take time off for your bleed time like
1: i know but here's the thing so we're getting more and more studies about actually how you can be more productive when you work less time like they're learning mm. this that's coming in into the corporate world but they're not understanding how it links in with the bleed. <laughs> like you have times in your cycle where you're going to be super able to do loads of wonderful stuff, but you cannot be sunshine the whole time. Like you need to descend into that autumn, you need to descend into that winter, you need time where you basically just go hibernate for a while and be with yourself. And it's only actually allowing yourself to be present with yourself in that darkness of just can avoid space. Do we get the inspiration? Do we get like, oh, actually, this is what I was to do. But even now, the women that I work with, there's such a push mentality of like, if I want this thing to work, I have to push and push and push, I have to earn it, it has to be hard. And it's like, oh my God, no, 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 everything has to come to you. When you're tapped into your own flow, what feels right and everything, then we have to remember the sperm travels towards the egg, not the other way around. And it's the same when it comes to money, it's the same when it comes to opportunity, we don't need to go out and chase and make it hard and make it sacrificial. We can actually lean back quite a while and then show up in the moments that we have the energy for it that feel good. And those will be productive. And we can, I actually, last August, I had a bit of a red tent week where I left. I just left my life for eight days. I just said, I'm really tired. I'm like decades tired. So I'm going away for eight days. So I did. And I sat and I slept for like 16 hours a night. I was totally exhausted. Obliged. Wow! and um, I didn't realize just how tired I was. <laughs> and then and I did nothing and then one day I just sat up with pen and paper and I wrote an entire coaching program in about 20 minutes it was just like boom here's everything you need I could not have got that if I tried to push and make it happen I had to actually slow let my body catch up with all the life that had happened all the things that had ever happened that I just never stopped to actually move through like you were talking about slowing down the slowing down is so important because whether we're women or not our culture is just based on like the next the next the next consume this binge this it's like fast 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 jump away from that if something bad happens let's really rapidly disassociate and just be on our phones and swipe in like we're really disconnected from the importance of presence and moments and slowness and that stuff catches up in your body too Major uh-huh. thing. but if you give it time you can be far more productive in a much much smaller amount of time and use the rest of the time just to process <laughs> process and be and
0: yeah you know take time for yourself yeah enjoy experience more pleasure coming back round right full circle yeah because we're not just coming here to like work for somebody else and have two days to recover let's face it the two days off are to recover to then do it all over again and everyone's just I'm just, I just don't understand. Well, I do understand why people are doing it. Many people don't have a choice or the ability to step away or the know-how, et cetera, mm. um, and just have settled into that fact. It's just, we just live in a very strange world right
1: now. I guess this is the final piece of what I offer people in connection with all of that. I do train and teach a lot to do with money healing for this reason. Because for me, like I'm saying, you can heal things through treatment. You can heal things through a wee bit of support or whatever. But really what we want to be doing is radically restructuring your whole life. And to do that, you're going to have to have access to money. Like it's just obviously a piece of it. But what I'm helping people to understand is that um, money doesn't come in exchange for time. Money doesn't come in exchange for effort it's a resource and you can tap into it in a very, very feminine way. LinkedIn with your cycle, linked in with your psychic skill, linked in with everything that you're just born with. And it gets to support you in a way that's not difficult. And so this is why I'm really passionate about that as well. And something I've found over the years to be a wee bit tricky to navigate for some people because it triggers them is when I put my prices up and stuff and people are like, Oh, who do you think you are? And it's like, I need to do this to model to you what's possible because currently all you understand is what's possible based on what everyone else is doing, uh, which is the nine to five, which is the, maybe if you've got a healing business, maybe charging like 20
0: pounds and then being like, still having to do your nine to five. When people <laughs> and trying not- to, when your prices you're- are at a certain point, people are reaching out being like, oh, hey, can you do this for free? Mm-hmm. And you're like, no. <laughs> And it's like, no,
1: your magical creative gifts and everything you
0: do are meant
1: to be used that you can actually live a life that is free and respects you and respects your body. Because the more you do that, the better you can actually provide. Um, so the money piece is also really important and linked into the womb because you need to be supported in that way too. Otherwise, loads of people end up with creative businesses, spiritual businesses, not receiving money for them and then still having to do their nine to fives. And it's like, uh, <laughs> what's the point? um it's a radical makeover a radical overhaul that needs to happen
0: um for us hmm and days. i'm so glad you're here to do this work for the collective and for us all i've mm-hmm. had such an amazing <laughs> conversation i love talking about periods and menstrual <laughs> cycles it's about my favorite topic ever i'm always chatting to my friends about it it's like oh is talking about menstrual cycles again or the divine feminine or whatever what have you it's just fascinating to me so it's lovely to be here in this space and be able to talk to you and connect to you is there anything else you wish to share for listeners before we finish up
1: I think maybe a final piece is that something new that I am creating is and it's to be accessible so that's for anybody is i'm launching a new little program called the sacred sexual priestess which is going to be a 13 video self-study so that people in whatever current time allowance uh, situation can access it in their own time i'm also launching for the next year a membership of monthly activation so it's all to do with everything we've been talking about today but in a really accessible way it's not crazy money it's it's straightforward it's accessible but it's it's sacred and it's reminding everybody all the women i hope come into that space just how sacred and magical they are and just how much easier it could actually be if they tapped into what is their natural true state so that's something that i'm creating now Mm, thank you for creating that for everyone and where can people find you over my instagram mainly i do have a website but i hardly ever remember to go over there because that doesn't feel juicy or fun to me so um (laughs) Mm -hmm. what's juicy and fun for me is over on my instagram which is the scottish priestess um or for in-person stuff i also have a studio out in balfron where sometimes i'll do cacao ceremonies all to do with radical rest by the way like Mm -hmm. hours hours of just
0: intentional rest um yes and that's it oh fabulous thank you so much Maria for coming on it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here and for everyone else that joined the live thank you for coming on in and yeah until next time that's all from me I'll sending everyone so much love so much love to you Maria as well thank you, thank you so much oh, you're so welcome Bye bye